Welcome back, Detroit Tiger baseball fans, and thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to another Tiger Talk podcast. I'm your host, Tony Garcia, with co-host Richie Casalina. How are you doing today, boss? Doing wonderful, sir. How about you? Doing well. Had had a little trouble getting in here, getting going. Yeah, the studio wasn't working out so well for us. Had a little bit of issues. Everyone wants to talk sports today or something. Yeah, a little scheduling conflict, no matter. We are professionals. That's why, that's why we make it happen anyway. So when, when we left you last... The Tigers were entering the biggest series of the season at that point, which I believe it still remains the biggest series so far. They were playing the then-division-leading Kansas City Royals, and even when Kansas City left town, they were still leading the division. However, the Tigers started that series out with a win. Justin Verlander picked up the win 9-5, to and we each had some predictions. You said Justin Verlander would... Th- have five earned runs in seven innings. I said one earned run in seven innings. Shocker. And there was four. So you were a bit closer. Uh, we were both right on the seven innings, though, you know? Yeah. It's pretty you know, predictable at this point. Verlander's going to go deep, and he's going to give up runs, I think. It's not it's not same old JV anymore, but same old JV in a worse way. You yeah. know what? We got it done. I think the most important stat was I said he, got, he was going to get a no decision. You said he was going to get the win. I'm happy with being wrong, Tony. You know, I'll, t- I'll take it every time. Absolutely. When it goes in the Tigers' favor, you're gonna we're gonna love that every time. But you're certainly right. Justin Verlander is not vintage Verlander at all. I'm just looking at the numbers here. He's given up 209 hits in 190 innings. So that whip is already over one when you haven't even taken in the walks into account. Absolutely. And normally he lives at right about one. He has 65 walks as well, which brings his whip all the way up to 1.43. Uh, he's given up almost a home run every nine innings, 0.8 home runs. His strikeout-to-walk ratio is only 2.29. Not as good as it was. Strikeouts down, walks up. It's I'm, I'm curious to see the stat. I don't know if you've got it right in front of you, but uh, <laughs> but uh, how many walks? Is this entering a career high for him in walks in 2014? Oh. It's I, probably getting pretty close. It's, I'm sure it's close. I know he has 65 walks this season. I'm not positive on his career high. His career high in walks is 87 walks 87. in that troubling 2008 season, the worst season of his career. Because in his rookie season, he was 17 and 9 in 2006. And then again in 2007, he was 18 and 6 in his second year and then just took a horrible slide. And in 2008, he was 11 and 17 with a 4.84 ERA up from 3.66 the year before. And he had 87 walks. So a bit troubling. Unless he walks 22 batters in the next three starts, it will not be his most erratic season. All right. I guess you know at this point you're just gonna have to take it. You know, we'd spend like this the whole year. Just what we're gonna do. He got the win. I'm okay with it. And I've I've had a little bit of a personal breakthrough regarding Justin Verlander. I am now ready to definitively have him be the third starter. Wow. In the world, it's taken in, in you the four playoffs. months. It has, it has. I've, I've been so convinced that he could return to form. It's just even if he does now, it's going to be a little too little too late. You got to go with Max Scherzer or David Price game one. I'm thinking you're even. You're actually going to go with Max. Oh yeah, I think. I mean, I think you do. But he's, I, he's your guy in for game one. 
But it took you took you four months. It took you another All Star to get on the roster to make the decision that he would be number three. Yeah, it did. And and old habits die hard. I understand. I know how you feel about Justin Verlander. It's been mentioned many many times. But... I think every I think every single time it's come up at least once. <laughs> and this conversation has come up about whether Justin Verlander can come back to form mid September. He's going to give up a few. He's going to go seven or eight. I don't know if I'm okay with it. I'll accept it. I still believe when push comes to shove, he's gonna be there and he's gonna he's gonna be the guy. He's Detroit if Detroit loses, it will not be because of Justin Verlander. Yeah. If they win, it will be. Interesting. Well, you know what, Tony, once again, I hope you're right. That was deep. That was that was that was, it was pretty deep for early in the Tiger Talk <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Moving forward, Tigers won the next one in against Kansas City and they pulled within or they were just down half a game and then could not score against big game James Shields got shut out in the finale um which had everyone worried about are the Tigers bats uh done by right. not done but have they have they taken another nap and how for how long right i felt it was very difficult and it's we're going to get into this more seeing two different sides of a team because the very first game of that season Tigers were pumped it was they were amped up for game 1 against Kansas City you could see it they were waiting a month for this and I, they scored in the 9-5 game against Verlander, or with Verlander, they scored, what, eight runs in the first three innings? That's a team that's excited to play some baseball. When you see Vargas and, you know, he's... Or, or James Shields, sorry. When you see James Shields and he's doing just as well as he is every single game, I'm okay with giving up a 3-0 loss. It's disappointing. I don't think it's sign for panic when you're proving that you have the batting ability. It's not. I'd like to say... I'd like to say it is something to certainly worry about because big game James Shields, I feel the na- reason to say it that long every time because that actually is what he is. Every single time, whatever team, back when he was on the Tampa Bay Rays, now with Kansas City, he, he just delivers when they need him to. Absolutely. Is- and Nadios knows that too. He's putting him in at big situations where he needs to come up. He'll slide him an extra day in the yep. rotation, something that I think, and we'll bring this up later, something that Osmus might not do just as David much. Price, exactly. Minnesota. Kansas I don't know if you want to bring it up right now, but yeah. Uh, no, let's wait. Let's wait. Let's wait. All right. Te- we'll do a little teaser. Okay. So we're irked about something. But yeah, but as I was saying, I was inclined to be a little worried because say like, oh, James Shields, he's that's what that's a playoff pitcher. That's the type of caliber pitching you're going to be seeing in the playoffs. But I mean. The Kansas City Royals as a team are the playoff team. It's not just James Shields. He's not pitching all five games. And they beat Vargas. They beat Guthrie. They smacked Guthrie in right. the shortest outing of his career. So Excellent. Or, actually, I don't know if it's the shortest outing of his career. He might have left with, left with injury or something. But I know that was the first time he had given up that many earned runs, eight earned runs, in right. uh, in less than three. And I can tell you, he did not walk off that mound a happy man either. No, no certainly didn't. Uh, overall impression, though, about the KC series. Two out of three. You gained one game on him overall. How do you feel, Tony? I, I liked it. I you think liked I think it. we said acceptable. that I, it's acceptable. Okay. It's not fantastic. It's certainly not bad. Right. More than we, two we, hits we said that was, We said that was what had to happen. The Tigers needed to win two of three Absolutely. minimum. Yep. And it, a sweep is always fantastic. But the Tigers haven't swept the Royals at home in years. It's unbelievable. Really? It's tr- it's a truly a remarkable statistic. I don't know if I'll be able to find it in time, but and a stat that I thought was interesting was that Detroit really isn't that dominant as they have been in the past at home. They they're pretty close to five hundred at home, mm-hmm. and they're about eight or nine games above five hundred away. They're they're a better away team than they are at home. I don't know what that means with the fans. Maybe getting on Nathan's case a little bit. 
Not could, giving them, not giving them the support. Maybe we expect wins at this point. We're not being as supporting as those Orioles down in Baltimore, who are right. freaking out every time their you know team hits a bomb. Uh, yeah, I mean, for first time you won your division in 17 years, and you got the Bronx Bombers, yeah. Red Sox in there. I mean, good for them. Bravo oh, for you, Baltimore. Congratulations. I genuinely wish that we and we used to have this wish that we had the excitement to get into the playoffs that we do or that Baltimore does now. We had it. 2006, we had it. 2011, maybe, but now we expect more, and I, that's a good thing. Which, but at the same time, we want you know the best thing about the postseason is that once you get in, it's anybody's game, and you know as we see with the Cardinals year after year, great fans make a great atmosphere, make a great place to play, make a very aggressive place to play for for the opposing team. That's the key. It's not the I personally love the fact that. The ti- if the Tigers win this division, so what? Yeah, the, that, the, jo- the job's not even close to done. No one cares until the Tigers have a commissioner, trophies in their, commissioner trophy in their hand. And I enjoy that. After the Tiger, if... Okay, I'm, re- I'm restraining myself. Go ahead. If the, if the Tigers, like I believe they will in my heart of hearts, will make the, make the, uh, the playoffs, beat the Orioles in... Three or four games. It's not going to go all five. It's there's just no need for that. The Tigers won the regular season five to one, and they manhandled them the whole way. They've destroyed Baltimore so, recently. Yes. So I just don't see why it would need to take that long. But again, but, I wish that if there was one team that I don't want to really run into, I'd be okay with hitting Oakland now, probably more than Baltimore, just because of that momentum they're getting. They are they they do have they do have momentum. Certainly, that place is Camden Yards is going to be rocking just like Pittsburgh was last year. But Pittsburgh faded out. They lost in the NLDS for the first. They, that was the first time they made the playoffs in twenty years, which is why I'm making the parallel. Right. And it was an incredibly successful season. The fans were standing ovation for their team as they're as they're leaving the the stadium, and that's just because the mentality is so different. And if if somehow the Tigers lose to the Baltimore Orioles, and I hate when home fans boo their teams. I hate it. I was at the ALCS when Prince Fielder was getting booed out of the stadium last year. It was terrible. Okay. I j- it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be raining booze. Oh yeah, in it'd be Comerica. devastating. Oh, I'm, imagine if Joe Nathan blows the save. Oh god, in the ALCS, and we'll never get over it again. No, and maybe he at will, that point, if there is another. Year in his career, it, yeah. w- it certainly wouldn't be in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but and but I'm and that's not necessarily fair to him at all. No, it's, it's overkill. Which, bring, which should probably bring us to the recent Minnesota game of last night. Ah, for, full circle, Tony. Full circle. That's how we do things. Excellent here. segue. JD Mart, the Tigers were down two to zero, uh, facing the Minnesota Twins and Ricky Nolasco, who looked like the player he was in his rookie rookie season when there was. All this hype about Nolasco, about, I don't know, maybe how long ago that was, seven years? That was a very long time ago. Ten years, who knows? And then he's bounced around organizations, injuries, and then he was just on the ball on um, Tuesday against the Tigers. He he threw eight innings of shutout ball and then handed it over to Glenn Perkins when the Minnesota Twins had a 2-0 lead. Uh, Tigers got runner on the corners. Victor pops up, then there's two outs, and then, I don't know the count, maybe 1-1. One, one. It was, yeah, 1-1 one, one or 1-2. One, right? Yeah, he, certainly, he wasn't ahead in the count, he right. being JD, uh, just do it Martinez. Aggressive, exactly. 
and he smacked one on the, on the outer black of the plate and just threw his arm up. He knew. And, and, he knew that was all. Yeah, yeah, he did. And then he was he was yelling at it to get out at the end, and <laughs> and it did. It carried the wall three to two. The Tigers were up, and it was in a season of that had a, a five to one in the ninth game and in a walk off grand slam, right. and. That's just off the tippy top of my head. And a, a, a plethora of other comebacks and late-inning home runs. Just this week, there have been three home runs to tie it or go ahead in the eighth or later. Most of them and by. that And that would have been the biggest one of the season. Absolutely. It's, you know what? Except for Mr. Joe Nathan, who has been... And I want to talk about this because the way that it happened... Well, explain what happened. Let him, let him know what happened. I'll get, I'll get the bottom half. Okay. You get the top half. We'll do that. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, Joe Nathan... It, it did not start well. There was a man on first, and there was one out, I believe. Mm-hmm. And He walked the man on base. Walked the man on, that's true. The, he was responsible for the run. And it was, I'm not sure who came up to the plate. Kurt Suzuki. Kurt Suzuki comes up to the plate. Hits a, a little bit of a bloop right to shallow center field. Ezekiel Carrera, who made a great play in Chicago defensively, sliding for that ball. And everybody said, that's our new Austin Jackson. That's the, that's the play that Jackson wouldn't have made because Jackson doesn't dive. And then Ezekiel Carrera goes out there. In a situation where you need you need to save that man, keep him on second, don't let him advance. He's going all out for a ball with nobody behind him. Drops it, lets it get past him, runs scores. Leadoff man comes around the bases, 3-3, blown save. And now he's on second base. This ends up being the winning run. It, it was a very unfortunate play by a person, by a player who's maybe just not ready for this kind of pressure and doesn't understand the situation as well as he should. Excellently dissected. It was excellently it was a terrible word. That was beautifully dissected. Is what I, that I am, was. I'm beautiful, Tony. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and I also like. I just want to point out that Joe Nathan, whether it's PR or anything else, did defend his players, his people defending him in the outfield, saying, "I don't know have the exact quote in front of me, but you know, it's not on him. It's on me. It's on all of us. We we got to work together as a team." He said, "You know, the generic thing that you're supposed to say when you give up a blown lead like that." However, that's not what he's been saying all year. He's been too busy that's flipping correct. off fans and trying to blame this, that, and the other thing. And I and I love that in such a and and he knows he's going to get the brunt of the of the like the bad end of the the short end of the stick. He knows that Joe, like in the paper it's going to be a Joe Nathan save. It's not going to be Ezekiel Carrera diving on a ball that you that that you know since high school that you can't dive on. You right. just you just can't. And had he made the had he made the play, we'd be talking about the 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 second best catch of his career. Right. To, <laughs> other than that one that was Sports Center top ten for who knows how many weeks. But I mean, it, hindsight's twenty twenty. At while, while he's running in at the ball, I'm I'm like dive. Oh no, just keep it in front. Dive. Yeah, keep it in front. True. Dive. Keep he it in situation. front. It's it's so quick. But it was the wrong decision. He knows it. Awesome right. knows it. Nathan knows it. We know it. You uh, can't do that. But it's just, yeah. Austin, I, I feel you know bad what? just completely blaming Carrera because he was a he was a, the pinch runner for Cabrera. Who, although he got to trot around the bases, right. who, you never know. He he could have been needed in that situation on the base. It's just, it's tough. It's tough all the way around. But I think Nathan is lucky that Carrera, you can say, saved him, ironically. Because if he blew that save in Minnesota, he's done. Soria's back, besides the leadoff hit in the second against the Twins a couple days ago, when he went out for the save situation and got it, Soria, Soria needs to be the guy. 
I, I don't think we can go into the postseason feeling comfortable about Joe Nathan. It's just been this way for five months. There's no change. He, he hasn't proved himself to be a clutch performer in 2014. Regardless of what he's done, I'm sorry, it's the Justin Verlander thing all over again. It's He's been great in the past, but that matters to absolutely nobody now. He wore a different number. He wore a different letter. He has a D on his shirt now instead of a T. I'm over Joe Nathan. I think it's time for Soria. Yeah, I, I mean, 28 walks in 54 innings, 54 and two-thirds innings for Joe Nathan. That's, it's pretty, he's that's, putting men on, and that's the guy that's, who ends up tying the game, blows the save. Sorry, but it's over. Yeah. Awesome, so you're listening. You've listened to the wow. podcast before. Okay, so oh, Joe Nathan has given up 32 runs this year. Okay. 32 runs, and in, in th- he has 32 saves. He has more than that many appearances. Um, he's played in 58 games. but He's blown in, about seven it, saves now. 32 yep, saves. 32 of 39. Right. And he's given up 31 earned runs out of 32 total runs that he's given up. So it's, the guys aren't making bad plays behind him. When runs know. score on Joe Nathan, it's on Joe Nathan. Yeah, this isn't a team that's horribly defensively. It's not It's not fantastic. But at the same time, this isn't 2012 where we got Fielder and Cabrera on the corners. It's a team, and Peralta in left field, is a team that is able oh, defensively. You seem a little upset over there, Tony. Yeah. We, we got we got 10 games, 11 games left in us. I don't think it's time to panic just yet. Oh, certainly not. But maybe, but maybe it is, Tony. Because we got a big series coming up. We do. There's an off day on Thursday, September 18th, which leads into what, there's no other way to slice it, is unequivocally the biggest series of the year. We've been saying it all year, and every time we see the Royals or hear them in the papers, it's been leading up to this series for Two months. We've ago. always been inclined to say it, right? And and I fig- figured that by this, at least when the, when the Royals took over on August eleventh, tenth, eleventh, when they took over first place and had it for a little over a month, I I certainly felt that the Tigers would have overtaken it by the time they saw them in their la- in the last series, which is now on Friday, right? And they have, but I thought it was going to be by three games, four games, and just if the Tigers won one, maybe two, then, then this thing's over. That was right. what I was assuming, that's how wrong I was. Yeah, that's what you'd hope, right? But but remember, we have to take into account that the Cleveland game against the Royals, you have something to say, I'll say it quickly. The Cleveland game against the Royals is in the bottom of the 10th inning. That game is being continued. It was suspended. Yep. That's a half game that, oh my, if Kansas City wins that game, I'll be upset. But I'll take it as the fact that Kansas City will lose that game. They have three outs to win it. Uh, they have to make up a three-run lead. That's another half game out. So right now we can assume that Detroit is two games up on KC right now, almost going into the game against Minnesota. Tony, go ahead. What should you say? Absolutely. That's a fantastic point, and I'm glad you pointed that out. I was just going to bring it back to David Price and whether and the James Shields comparison, how, the, how Kansas City uh, has held him out out on the final game of a series uh, against a weaker opponent in order to face Detroit or uh, like a Baltimore, the Los Angeles right. Angels, what big have you. Big-time players for big-time games. Which brings us to the discussion today. The Tigers play the Minnesota Twins 8-10 p.m. in the in not Metrodome, Target Field is what is the new is the new uh, <laughs> That's right. they got stadium for Minnesota. There. It's not really new anymore, three, four years. Anyways, David Price is the scheduled starter and more – Moreover, he is the starter tonight. He will be pitching. Yep. 
And I think the reason that the Tigers and Ausmus are having him pitch tonight and not game one against the Royals is because on Thursday, the Tigers have an off day. And so it would be more along the lines of seven days seven day as opposed to six. And that and that's a little much. And Scherzer can do the same thing. Porcello, even Verlander on the right day. It's a fair point. I mean, I, it's just not totally necessary. No, I mean... I, I say I with a question mark. I think it's up to Price. And I think Price... And this is just how it goes when you're a, a, an elite pitcher. Verlander said back, if, gosh, maybe in May that a six-day break, because Detroit got a lot of rain delays and breaks and suspended games and all those, all that jazz. And Verlander said a six-game break or a six-day break would throw him off his game. He wasn't pitching as well. That was the excuse he used at that point was that I'm, I'm not playing the same schedule. I'm not on the same basis as I am in these years past. Does it affect Price as much? I don't know. It's affected other pitchers or so they say in the past. It's a fair point. And maybe I won't get on Osmus's cage as much, probably because Price knows that he, for today, he is the guy. You got to win every game. You might as well just do it now. Absolutely. But, you know, that that brings me back to CC Sabathia in, was it 2010 when he got traded to the Brewers and literally single-handedly put them on his back. And for the last three weeks of the season, made a start on three days rest every single right. time. And not only was he going out there, he's pitching seven innings, eight innings, and winning the games. He, I thought he should have been the MVP of that year. The only reason he wasn't, right. the only reason he wasn't was because he got traded so late in the season and only had maybe two months with the Brewers. He won 10 games in the, in the last two months in a playoff push and walked them on his back there. Right. And so if... Osmus needed Price to do that. That's what he has to go out and do. Yep. It's it, it can, there can't be an excuse of oh it, it threw me off my rhythm. You're a professional pitcher. You're an ace. You're a former Cy Young Award winner. Whether you're Verlander, Scherzer, Price, I'm talking to all of you. If your number is called, you go out and pitch. It's right. as simple as that. And that brings up an interesting point that I forgot to talk about. This is going back to yesterday in the Minnesota game where uh, Nathan fell apart. Porcello. Hindsight is twenty twenty, as you said before, but do you believe that Porcello maybe 103 pitches in, 8 innings, 1-2-3-8, is there a possibility that you bring Porcello out for the ninth? Well, I my thought was no yeah. right after we scored. I was, I was thinking no. However, what did we see in both instances? In Ricky Nolasco hadn't hadn't allowed a run. They let Perkins go in. They got to see the the Tigers got to see a new a new pitcher. Finally, that woke their bats up. Yep. Uh, bloop bloop and a blast. Tigers are back up. So right. I mean, it, it, there's there's a there's a very valid valid point, and there's no nothing else to say. You can't say whether they should have left Rick in or shouldn't because we are now biased by hindsight. Absolutely. And so I mean. You know, there is something you can say, and it's no, you don't. In the in the playoffs, you're not going to leave your starter in. You're going to go to your closer. That's the that that's his job, is, is it not? A zero, a tied game, a one run game, a two run game, a three run game. Yeah. In the ninth inning, if that's the situation, you, the closer, go out and get three outs, and we walk out. That's how it goes. All and right. Kansas City, they would be able to do that. The Angels, they would be able to do that. The Nationals almost 
Cavs. He, he's decent. They could be able to do they it. Could. I'm naming all these. These are the three teams that have clinched their divisions. There's a reason. There's a formula. The back end of the bullpen. And you you, you have to have it. And you, so the you know Tigers are going to need to continue to pitch it. And right. it's going to be a do or die, just like the last three years. You're correct. And I'm sad that you are, but you are correct. It's a scary thought. You know who else can do that? Kansas City. Every every game. They certainly can. Which is which was the Tigers' recipe for success when they when they saw the Royals uh the eighth through the tenth of this month. The Tigers were just jumping ahead and not letting Kansas City get to the back end of their bullpen and right. see which is the way Davis, need. Greg How Holland, Herrera. Yep. yep. I agree. So all right, then let me ask you last I promise last question for you. I've been barraging you all day. And I love it. All right, game three, the ALDS. We're, we're throwing out the hypotheticals. Game three, the ALDS. Scherzer has gone eight. It's a one-run game in the ninth against Baltimore. This decides it's a one-one series. Do you? Nathan has given up no more blown saves. He's pitched a couple more opportunities. Do you put in Scherzer for the ninth? Do you put in Nathan for the ninth? Well, I know it's an outrageous I'm, hypothetical. Yeah, I'm. I'm being picky. I don't think Scherzer would ever. I'm. I'm sorry. I don't think Scherzer would ever be in in a game three. And the re- in the right. re I know no Come no that on, sounds like Tony. listen that sounds like I'm being picky <laughs> but the reason is cuz with Scherzer or Price those are the two I let stay out. S- seriously. You're right. No. And that's in a game 1 or 2. But Verlander you can't leave out there even though you wish you could. Porcello, I mean But why not? Because Porcello is not the young guy anymore. He's 26, 27. And he, he does have 3 complete games this season and two Verlander. of them are shutouts. Yeah, oh Verlander hasn't thrown one this year. I know. <laughs> not even close. But Hey, you asked. That's just that's just what I got on the spot. <laughs> I got. I'll let sure. I'll let Scherzer or Price finish it out. That that's my answer. Not right. Verlander and even not Porcello. Even I even mean the the pitch the pitch count. The MLB leader in wins. You don't leave him in for the ninth. I I don't. Is that true still? He, uh, is Porcello? I well I know he's he's maybe the American League leader. Yeah, Kershaw. That might be right. Kershaw's in the NL. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. AL League. But yeah, Kershaw's ridiculous. I know. I'm not, and I'm not. I'm not trying to hate on Ricky P. He pitched a gem last night, and even though he was the Tigers couldn't break through, he kept going in inning after inning after inning, and believing that that they were going to finally get him that run support, and he was in line for a win. Yep. At the end of the day, it's just like you know, you're really not a pitcher in Detroit, and Price learned this the hard way. Until you've gone eight innings, nine innings, pitched a complete game, and gotten a loss. It's well, Verlander did it before. Scherzer's used to it. Sanchez probably hurt himself on purpose because he didn't want to deal with it anymore. After it's, I th- I think of that. This is so far back. Only obsessed Tigers fans remember this, which is why, of course, I'm sure we both do. When when the Tigers were in Oakland, up one to up, yeah, one to zero in the ninth. Sanchez had thrown eight shutout. Joe Nathan comes in. So it's they tie it up one to one, and Josh Donaldson hits a walk off home run yep. three to one, and and they cut to Sanchez's face in the dugout as he walks around oh. the bases. If looks could kill Tony, that then I think everyone watching that game would be. Dead. <laughs> it was, and you know we keep talking about Nathan, and I think this series does he come in? Probably, I think this decides it. This oh. The, Decides whether he is the I think closer, this, I think or this series decides whether he's the closer for the postseason. I think that's a perfect chance to establish who's gonna step. Someone needs to step up and take this. 
Soria hasn't had quite the same opportunities, but I mean, no, not even close. It, oh, obvious. Yes, not even close. At least, and, not and I'm in not, Detroit. and that has to, and that has to do with him being hurt, right. and that has to do with Osmus initially not wanting to hurt Joe Nathan's self-esteem. But I mean, let's let's be honest. Soria hasn't been clean when he when he's gone in. I have more faith in him than Nathan. Yes, but he's had maybe a, just a couple of one, two, three innings with the Tigers. I have more faith in him when he is put in an ability to consistently do something. It's all about the save mentality, and we've talked about it before. Once you get in a rhythm, once you're picking up those 10, 20 saves in a row and you're feeling good about what you're doing, then then I think he goes one, two, three. But again, we're speculating. I'll see it when it happens for now. And I say it with a size. Joe Nathan is our guy. And that rhymed Tony Garcia. My it, goodness. It did. And with that closer talk we are going to close this episode of tiger <laughs> oh talk goodness. we're just it's too much sometimes so should we put predictions on kansas city series let's let's do it you know we felt pretty good about it last time i think we should do it again okay do you do you happen to know who is the the lineup of the starters i although lobstein is the first game i Lo- know that lobstein's for... going the friday night okay Lobstein is friday night and i believe Verlander is uh, Sa- game Saturday. two, and I think Scherzer is. Uh, That's what it would be because Porcello went yesterday. Price yep. is this the evening. Is okay, Minnesota, so that should be it. So the I- lobster. Go ahead, Tony. What do you think? I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it's actually the exact same formula that happened in Detroit. the The Tigers are gonna win the lobster start. He will remain <laughs> uh, undefeated in in the, in the majors. How much longer that lasts remains to be seen. I believe he'll last this one. Justin Verlander, it's September. It's his month, so he's going to get game two. All right. However, if if James Shields lines up game three, it could it could be him. I'm not exactly sure of Shields the Shields is world. game two against Verlander. He's game two. Okay. And go three is game three against Shields. Okay, Scherzer. well, then I'll, I'll switch it. I'll give I'll, I'll give Verlander the loss. Get, Maybe he won't take the loss, but I think the Tigers will lose that game, whichever game James pitches. So I th- win, loss, and then – yeah. Oh, that's even better. That's even better. A win in the first game, a loss in the second game, and then it's a kind of a, a momentum, match, right? like rubber match, swing for the division, and the Tigers have been there, and they win that game. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say, yeah, win-loss, win. Scherzer, I, you know, I'm going to say Scherzer goes complete game. Complete game? Not seed a lot, but yeah, I think we'll smack Guthrie out of there early. Again? And I think he'll go nine. I think I'm feeling pretty good about Scherzer going nine. Uh, National TV, I, I'm feeling pretty good about. Game one against uh, Vargas. Yeah, the Tigers like the big stage. Yes, we do. Hope we get a lot more in the coming months. Certainly. And with that, we will leave you. That's all the time we have. I'm Tony Garcia. Thank you again, Rich, Richo, Casalino, for hanging on with me and talking a little Tigers. Every day, buddy, I'd do it. Having a good time. Awesome. We'll see you later. Go Tigers.